Hello everyone, it's New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Once again, it's me, Flobo Boyce, and thanking you for joining with me as we navigate the streets, the concrete jungle that is the city of New Amsterdam, a city built for people like you, those who can connect with other citizens and come up with some beautiful things. Usually this is where I ask how you're doing, what projects you're working on, and Please, I still want to hear that. Hit me up on Twitter at Voice or on Instagram at Flobito or at Flobito.com. But I just want to say I want to check in with you guys and say that I am okay. I am safe. This uh, podcast is recorded out of Southern California. And California as a whole has been inundated with a rash of wildfires. Currently, I am safe. Air quality is not that great. Um, there is some... Uh, caution that i have is i do have chronic sinusitis but i will be okay uh, for the time being so thank you so much for reaching out and signing up in my dms and being like you all right bro <laughs> greatly appreciate it uh my guest today is also a california original at dog like nate nate miller is someone we kind of passed streams across in the past I, i've seen him uh in other aspects of my career whether or not it'll be at my former hosting employer or maybe just online coming across his switch feed so i was really encouraged to, to sit down with him uh, i was looking forward to it uh, it was just a chance encounter on a show that we had a mutual contact on a program called the everything tournament where i realized man nate seems pretty cool and uh, after sitting and chatting with him i know i can confirm that this is nate miller and like all episodes of new amsterdam radio this is a condensed version uh for the breath of the podcast because the idea is i want you guys to listen to an episode of kar while you're on your lunch break or at the gym or if you have you can go to a gym right or while you're walking the dogs you can go back to work on your creative projects but if you want to really hear uh the entirety of an interview with any guest uh make sure you got the patreon join the boisterous crew at patreon.com slash boys. That's enough rambling for me. Let's go on with the show with my talk with Nate Miller. Welcome back to New Am Same Radio, the podcast for creative, of course, it's your boy, the mayor, Flobo Boys, being joined by an individual who may or may not be the most interesting man in the world. The thing is, like most interesting people, he's all shy about it. Give it up for Nate Miller. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm good. How was an intro? I was working on that. You think it was that pretty good. That's quite the intro. <laughs> I feel like you set the bar pretty high now. So Nate Miller, man, you're at, you're at the, the fictional party of creatives here in downtown New Amsterdam. People are like, hey, what do you do? What is your elevator pitch that you say to cover all of the slashes, all of the things you do rolled into one? Or do you even entertain that? Um, I, I generally my approach, I mean, I, I kind of rely on context of the person I'm talking to. I don't usually, I'm really bad about talking about myself. So in general, I don't really, I never try to fit like all of the things that I do into one conversation. I usually just try to tailor it to who I'm talking to. You know, if I'm, if I'm at a film party with a bunch of filmmakers and TV people, like I'm going to talk more about going to film school and studying film and stuff like that. And like maybe some of the hosting, but I'm not really going to mention music or gaming or anything of that nature. So sure. I, I kind of tailor it to who I am talking to. But that's always been an issue for me is like I feel like I have so many interests and it's hard for me to like just pick one and focus and be like laser focused on that. Because huh. as soon as I pick one, 
then the other ones start to look really good too. So then I shift yeah. gears, and I'm I find myself like constantly shifting gears. Well, it's funny that you said that because like one of my favorite comic book characters of all time, the second Mister Terrific, uh, there was always it was say he uh, Michael Holt has an aptitude for having aptitudes, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think a lot of people who have that creative base tend to wander, and if you want to be good at different things, I mean that's life experience to roll into whatever you're working on, right? Yeah, I I agree. I think now I'm just at the stage of where I'm. I'm trying to figure out how to take what I've learned from these different things yeah. and and actually like build them into something that I can I can build with for for lack of a better word. Sure. Um, so that's that's the phase, phase I'm at now. Right now I'm trying to uh after this the hosting experience I've gotten, I've become a lot I feel a lot more confident with that and now that I you know I recently built this PC uh and I have the streaming capability, I'm I'm trying to dip my toes into uh, streaming on Twitch. Um, I did a couple months ago. I just started. I reached the affiliate status, got a couple of my friends to watch me. Um, but the problem for me was that I wasn't really feeling like just gaming was going to be enough for me. I, I do want to stream uh, game content because that is something I like to do. Um, but especially after, you know, this last six months and being more as I've gotten more immersed in Twitch, you know, during the quarantine, I've, I've also found a lot of the other side that's outside of gaming, like the just chatting and political streamers. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Hassan Piker uh, and watching him, you know, talk about politics has kind of given me this energy of like, well, you know, these issues are something I care about, even though in the past I probably wouldn't quantify it by saying I care about politics. But now that I'm more educated and I understand, you know, the different positions i i am interested in politics it's something i'd like to talk about so i want to kind of move in a direction basically right now i want to be a talking head you know i want to do what we're doing right like that's the dream is to i want i want people to value my opinion enough for people to call me up to places to say hey talk about this um so whether that's politics or video games or movies or music um that's that's my goal right now that's what i'm trying to work towards oh that makes perfect sense i think a lot of us a lot of hosts have that same not the same but a very similar track you know being uh sought after for your opinion thought leadership if you will uh you said you mentioned that you were on twitch i have all the live streaming platforms out there why was switch the one you ultimately decided to go with besides mixer right because that's not what um <laughs> yeah right I, and what's funny is i i was i was getting my streaming stuff together before the mixer shutdown and i had seriously considered mixer because there are some good opportunities to go to like a smaller platform um the thing with twitch is just after i've become immersed in the community like i think so much of content creation is personality based um that the personalities that I find myself wanting to interact with are on Twitch. Um, and that's not to say that like I, there are, there are great personalities on like YouTube as well. Uh, Facebook I think is a good opportunity, especially for new people, but I honestly just don't want anything to do with Facebook or Zuckerberg. Um, like Jeff Bezos is enough of a nightmare getting involved with Twitch, but at least it's like a subsidiary of Amazon. Right. Um, yeah, but I, I like, I don't know, like, I used to not, I used to be really wary about Twitch, like, Twitch chat just, like, was just the meme to me, like, I didn't understand it, and I still don't really understand it, but I have a better understanding now, um, but the way, I don't know, like, it's just, it's just a very unique platform that I think a lot of people, like, obviously, they've had huge growth this year, as most mostly because of the quarantine, right. um, but I think as people realize that there is more content 
on Twitch outside of just watching, you know, teenagers sweat in their basement or whatever, like, I think people will start to see the value of it. People have been streaming concerts. You know, we've had these these Zoom panel discussions that have been very interesting that have been led on that uh, streamed on Twitch. Uh, you know, you have people when they could going out and doing real life streams. You've got music streamers. You know, T Pain is streaming now. Right. Um, I've started watching Kenny Beats, who's a great producer. He's just sitting you know, talking to his chat, making beats on stream. Um, I just really like the platform in general. I think while they do have a, you know, like all platforms, they have some issues. I think in general, they promote a good community. Um, they do positive things. I think the moderation team is more or less on the up and up. I just, I really like Twitch and, and it's a very difficult platform to get started in. Um, but also, yeah. I'm there now. Some of the, yeah, so, some of the friends that I've made in, it, I mean, honestly, the key is is the community. Like it, it's 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 hanging out in other Twitch chats and not going like, hey, come to my channel, but just getting to know some people in the chat. Like it, it takes a while, but eventually someone will respond to one of your comments, and you might have a nice little discussion. Do you or plan like, that though? Is it kind of like, oh, I'm having fun, let me hang on the chat, or is it like, no, from from 9 p.m. to 11, I'm trolling for for interaction. Like, how does that work? No, see, and that and that's the thing is like. I, I can understand that perspective from I would I would definitely like to think a little bit more in that perspective in terms of like planning things out and working towards a goal and stuff. But I think in terms of this, at least for me, like this has just been more natural because I've been watching specifically like Hassan so much. I've been immersed in his community, in the chat, in discord, talking to them, um, you know, meeting with people every now and then like someone is playing wants to play a game. So now we're in a voice chat playing a game. And, you know, of course, we're a bunch of leftists who watch a leftist streamer. And that's so, of course, we start talking about politics or whatever interesting things. And I get to know these people and like and now these connections are formed. And then, you know, a few months later, we're talking and I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm working on my Twitch stream. And they're like, oh, yeah, drop me your thing. I'll give you a follow. And like, boom, like that's a follow. And and to me, like, not only is that a follow, but that's that's, you know, like a friend. Like that's a, that's an actual someone who when you go live is going to check you out to be like, hey, my friend's streaming. I want to see what they're talking about or whatever. Someone someone who shares interest with you. So, I mean, I definitely think you could schedule something like that. I just think it has to it still has to be genuine. Like you can't you can't force it because that is the one thing that I also do appreciate about Twitch for the most part is like the culture is very cynical. It's very internet culture. <laughs> like you I appreciate can't cynicism. Yeah. You can't, you can't sneak them an ad. You can't sneak self promo. Like everybody knows the BS, like, come on. So that, that's another reason why I, I like it. Like it's, it's gotta be natural and organic. And also that's what makes the, the big people on Twitch, kind of like so interesting is that it's not like manufactured you know what i mean like it just kind of happens authentically someone plays with someone in a game and there's a big moment and that gets clipped and then it goes to the top of a reddit page and everybody sees it and now that guy gets a bunch of follows and then all of a sudden now he's a big streamer like right uh you know you can get you can be as detailed as you like here but for a lot of us who do create uh in a world where due to the circumstances for even for a small period of time, we were redeemed not essential, and so we were requested to stay at home. Uh, what got you to the other side of being like, okay, this kind of sucks that I've been cast aside, but I understand it. Uh, what keeps you going? Like, what do you do to get the spirits up? <laughs> um, man, uh, that's a tough one. <laughs> oh, well, every day's a battle too. I'm not saying you're you're out of yeah. it. Yeah, we're all just in it. But no, I, 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 I mean. 
a big thing for me is gaming, obviously. Um, not only just using it as like an escape, but also, I, you know, I like to play competitive games because uh, it allows me to set a goal for myself and then actual see like actual change when I achieve it, you know, like reaching a rank or something like that. Um, so that's a big thing for me. Uh, also, music, listening to music. I'm a big music guy, and I, I often use music to relax me, to motivate me. Also, when I'm sad, I listen to music sometimes to, like, commiserate. Um, and, too, like, I mean, really the last thing is, specifically these last few months, is, like, it's I'm sounding like a broken record, but watching a lot of Twitch. Like, having, for me, being able to have a stream on and having somebody, you know, just talking in the background helps me be productive sometimes. Yeah. Um, but also like, a, you know, everybody's going through this. And so even like these streamers and I watch a lot of smaller streamers too, who are really good at talking in their community and stuff. And like just having people to kind of commiserate with and like talk, hear other people's experience about what they're going through, you know, helps put things in perspective, stuff like that. My family too, being able to talk to my family. Yeah. Are they local? Uh, no. Well, yes and no. My dad lives in Chatsworth, so he's relatively local. Um, and then my mom lives in North Carolina. My sister's in Atlanta, so they are obviously not local. Okay, yeah, it makes sense. And so, so he has calls, <laughs> FaceTimes, group chats. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Lots of FaceTime. Well, I know we're kind of running low on time, but I really want to ask you about the future, right? We don't know what it holds. You know, We don't know what's going to happen next week or whatever. But I like to say this. If you were building your own city, your own empire, everything is in your image, what does that look like? What does the your digital efforts look like? What do you as a person of going to your public fandom, what does that whole that, that Nate Miller brand look like? Um, honesty. Honesty and transparency. Like, I... I've always kind of been a know-it-all kind of a guy and I'm trying to move away from that. I, in one hand, I do want to, I want to be able to humbly say like, I am a very intelligent person. I can grasp large concepts, but on the other hand, I also want to say like life experience is in my opinion, the greatest teacher. And I only have my experience and as a smart person, the best thing I can do is learn from other people. True. So I want to create a platform where I can express my opinions as strong and you know, even sometimes wrong as they may be and have other people either agree with me or disagree with me so I can learn from people. Um, that's really ultimately what I want to do. I want to educate people about facts that I know as well as share my opinion um, to encourage discussion because I think that's the most important thing. I've, I've always been that guy in the group that like is the quick, the first person to make like, you know, the black joke or whatever. Um, and it's like, why you always got to make it about race, Nate? And my philosophy is it, it i'm i'm not making it about race it, it always is about race i'm just having us talk about it and yeah. i feel like if we have more of these uncomfortable conversations like like a lot of people have had in the last few months um that is how you get to change you don't just get to saying like oh racism racism is bad like don't talk about it like no we need to talk about why it's in this conversation why 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 don't you want to talk about it why does it make you feel uncomfortable um so that's really what i want to build my brand around so this summer you did protest by the way right i did yeah i went to a couple I, I went to two protests not nothing crazy um i just really i don't know like i can't explain it like i just there was just it just felt like something i had to do um you know with everything going on and 
the other thing is too like i was i was just feeling really angry too with everything going on and i it it was a life-changing experience honestly being there and seeing especially during a, a, a pandemic like seeing people with carts just walking around with masks offering masks to people people with big you know bags of hand sanitizer giving people hand sanitizer people walking through giving snacks cold water um just the way that the crowds were you know for the most part being respectful with each other like getting out of the way letting elderly people through you know like not don't push on the rails stuff like that like that is what actually gave me a lot of hope that i didn't have at that time i was feeling a, a, a huge lack of hope in america uh in our future with the pandemic uh and seeing that hope with those people and the love for the community and other people that are not your own not not because it serves you for any reason just but because it's the right thing to do that gave me a lot of hope for the future i still think we are a long way off from an ideal place um and some real meaningful change but i i see like a sliver of hope now that makes me you know for lack of a better term not want to give up makes me it makes me feel more energized to keep educating to keep uh, talking to people to keep spreading the truth because you know with things like the internet we have access to so much knowledge and so much information and for a long time the tool of oppressors is con is controlling information so now being able to share information access information and uplift each other um, i think the world is heading to a, a good place pandemic aside why was this year different for you i mean because we were black for a long time right and it, and it it's, Why was it different? It, it, I mean, I, I don't think that you can set the pandemic aside. I, I this is so. I mean, I don't, I don't think that you can set. The, I don't think that any of this happens without the pandemic, because okay. the way that the system is set up, you know, to get deep, right? You, you keep the workers busy. There's a reason why cost of living is so high. You know, if if you're able to comfortably work you know and have still have time to go home and think about the position and the life that you're in that's when you start to question and you start to revolt and you start to have protests so you have all these people that have been being oppressed that have been being pushed down that are now at home especially with the stimulus going on they're they're able to you know eat and or pay their rent or, or live in some capacity more than they were before with and now they also have the free time to educate themselves to learn to actually go out and protest i mean i have been to other protests before not for as long or with as many people but also i was working back then you know like there are many times when there'd be protests and i want to go but like reasonably i can't i really i can't go i can't miss this day at work you know i'm, I'm working paycheck to paycheck like it's not realistic for a lot of people so the pandemic is not you know, even though it's a natural thing that just kind of happened, it, it is the catalyst that kind of that I think is going to set real change off. It really showed people what our leaders and the people who make decisions, how they value us monetarily, like mm -hmm. what really matters to them. Looking at the death tolls, looking at the at how long it took for things, you know, safeties to get implemented and then how quickly they were repealed when it wasn't safe enough. Things like this are, are, are drastically important. And the one thing I will say outside of the pandemic, but I don't know if this happens without the pandemic, but me watching again, watching someone like Hassan, who is a leftist and learning more, you know, have, having definition of what my politics actually are 
that was a big thing too for me being involved. Like for a long time, I, I, you know, I think the Democrats are not doing enough. I think the Republicans are trash, obviously. And I also feel like we're stuck at where we never have a good choice. So for me, a long time as a youth, I was like, I'm just not going to be involved because I think politics are stupid. But learning from someone like Hassan about leftism and like, no, you can believe in Medicare for all. You can believe in, in things like socialism. You can believe that things like Marxism aren't inherently bad and that like communism is not a dirty word. It has just been misused by people like Stalin. Like there, there's nuances to all of this politics stuff. Like it's, it's never been black and white. It's always shades of gray. Um, and so learning more about that and social democracy and stuff like that, like I have found more politics that I'm aligned with, which makes me feel more invigorated. Like, okay, not only are there other people who believe what I believe in, but it's, you know, a discussion that I can learn from them. They can learn from me. And also I can bring this to other people. Um, I think that that's, that's the big thing for me this year. We're seeing now more than ever that creatives are, are instilling their beliefs into creative works. And there's actually a past episode about this in the show. Uh, do you worry on any level about your personal beliefs uh, having to interact with your con creative content and whether or not that will lead to some sort of fallout with your potential audience? Or is it kind of like your content and your beliefs are 100% aligned? Yeah, the second one, 100%. I, I personally, um, I, 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 I cannot... I, I can understand why other content creators might be cautious with expressing their political beliefs or like having those kind of things intermingle. I personally believe that there is no way to separate them. I think, you know, in most cases, what people call politics is actually just like humanitarian, you know, discussions of like what is right to do against people and not. And, and, and I think a lot of things have been politicized that aren't even really politics. So I think in terms of me, I will always in whatever content I do, I'm always going to be me. And part of being me is speaking the truth about capitalism and white nationalism and classism and a bunch of other things that plague our modern day society. And I am never going to remove that from a conversation I'm involved in if it is relevant to that conversation. That being said, I, I, I try not to, I'm not trying to bash the nail on the head. I, I don't try to bring it up in places where I don't think it's relevant. Um, sure. I just am not going to shy away from it when I think it is relevant to that, that actual discussion. And that may make it harder for me to grow. But I also think that when I do grow, it will be with people, the people who I actually want my community, you know, to be. I, I don't necessarily want my community to only be people that I agree with as much as I want my community to be people that are open minded. So even if you disagree with someone, you can actually have an intellectual discussion with them. Um, but that does stop at the disagreement on like the value of lives or like people being injured. Like when, when someone's life is at stake for me, there is no uh, like, not like, all right, well we can agree to disagree for me. Like, no, we just disagree. You can be over there and you know be on the side of people being hurt and oppressed and whatever. And I'm going to be over here trying to educate people about what's really going on. Well, dang man. Well, that's great. Cause I think it, above all, it's all about authenticity, right? The relationship building, building your, all that stuff. It's all about being yourself and being real. Uh, again, thank you so much for being on the show this week. Can you tell the world where they can follow you and find you and become one of your fans? One of your, what do you call, you call your fans something special or no? Where can people find I you online? I haven't reached that point yet. I don't have a, <laughs> okay. a name. First of all, I want to thank you so much for having me on the show. This was really cool. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of yours. We, oh, we, I, I had seen you at AfterBuzz and stuff, but we had not really interacted. Uh, we just kind of had people mutual in common. So 
this being on your show for me this is really cool uh oh <laughs> so, yeah guys you can find me everywhere on twitter instagram uh, and also twitch uh twitch.tv slash dog like nate it's dog with two g's uh feel free to tweet me tell me why i'm wrong or agree with me whatever uh, i love having discussion interaction stuff like that Real quick, do you have a favorite Nate Dogg song, or you just like don't even like the guy? I was I was curious about that. Like, do you have a Nate Dogg song? Like, I mean, I I do like Nate Dogg. I'm not like I I wouldn't consider myself like a big Nate Dogg fan. I don't know if I have a, a favorite song like you know Regulators, okay. you know stuff like that. But classic for me, like when I think Nate Dogg, my mind this is kind of bad, but my Head mind immediately goes yes, dude. <laughs> I, I grew up on that movie. Me and my yeah. dad watched that movie together all the time. Yeah. But like, <laughs> like I just watched that movie like a couple months ago. Yeah. Like, to me, like when I whenever I picture him, I just see him in that video, like standing in front of Mount Rushmore. Like, that was my project in high school was to clip all the Nate Dogg songs from that movie into one track. <laughs> Oh, we gotta get out of here. Please come back. I want to talk to you more about how your stuff is growing and definitely get more into the gritty of your, of your Twitch streaming. Teach me Discord because I'm an old man. Uh, invites always open, man. New Amsterdam Radio, come through. Yes, Nate Miller is destined for great things. Make sure you follow him on social media at Dog Like Nate. Uh, if you have an idea of a, of a guest that you like to hear, if you want to hear a particular guest from a certain aspect of the creative spectrum, I am so open to hear your suggestions. Make sure you hit me up over at Flobo Voice on Twitter, at Flobito on Instagram, and Flobito.com. I really want to be able to cover all different interpretations and what it means to be creative here because this is a city for you guys this is an area a safe space you can talk and share ideas and hopefully you can extract things what's going on in the world around us uh that's it for this week as far as this show is concerned i'll be back here next week with more fun more guests and more good times if you haven't already check out the patreon join the boisterous crew at patreon.com slash boys uh bonus new amsterdam content is there as long as uh, some other stuff like my flobo soda netflix show uh, and also articles and photo galleries and all that great stuff until next time as always the city is yours Hey there, citizens. Flobo here. You know, besides being a DJ, MC, and all around nice guy, I am a stand-up comedian first and foremost. In fact, my album, American For Now, is available wherever you get your music. We're talking Apple Music. We're talking iTunes. We're talking Spotify. American For Now is just a crazy take about one person's first-generation experience being in this country when it comes to taking your mom out to Memphis or serving jury duty and much, much more. The album was called American For Now, and it's by me, Flobo Boys. Comedy Unfiltered.